the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, July the 11th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On July 11th, 1804, Vice President Aaron Burr, mortally wounded former Treasury Secretary um, Alexander Hamilton, during a pistol duel in Weehawken, New Jersey, Hamilton died the next day. Today in 1798, the U.S. Marine Corps was formally reestablished by a congressional act that also created the U.S. Marine Band. I can't say the word Marine Corps without remembering Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. He repeatedly referred to the Marines as the Marine Corps. I don't know if he didn't know better or if that was somehow intentional. But he said it, I I must have heard him say it a dozen times or more while he was president. Anyway, God bless the Marine Corps. Today in 1859, Big Ben, the great bell inside the famous London clock tower, chimed for the first time. Today in 1914, for all of us baseball fans, Babe Ruth made his Major League Baseball debut pitching, not playing in the outfield, pitching for the Boston Red Sox. He won 4-3 victory over Cleveland. Today, in 1955, the U.S. Air Force Academy swore in its first class of cadets at its temporary quarters at Lowry Air Force Base in Colorado. Today, in 1979, the abandoned U.S. space station, Skylab, made a spectacular return to Earth. It burned up in the atmosphere, shattered debris all over the Indian Ocean, and some of it fell on Australia. Nobody was hurt. No damage done, as I recall. But then again, we may not have heard all of that story, but nonetheless, that happened. Today in 2020, President Donald Trump wore a mask during a visit to a military hospital. Associated Press wrote a little bit about that today. Uh, interesting, they, they would choose that in a world that is on fire and upside down. But they were talking about how the fact that Donald Trump wore a mask and they said it was the first time he had been seen in public with one. Now, I'm not Einstein, but I have a, a bit of a memory. I am over 40, but that's not exactly true. And I think they would find that out if they'd check it because I'm pretty sure it was before today in 2020 that Donald Trump went to one of the car companies. I think it was Ford or GM. I I can't remember, but it was one of the car companies and they were kidding him about a mask. And he reached in his vest pocket inside of his suit coat and he pulled out a mask. And he said, I always carry a mask and he put it on. I'm pretty sure that was before. I'm not defending Trump. He doesn't need my defense. I'm just saying these people are obsessed with Donald Trump. I have never seen anything like the obsession of the January 6th hearing, whatever it's, I guess it's still called a hearing. I mean, they can't let go. They just can't. 
Boy, I'll tell you, when your life is that small, that your whole life revolves around whom you hate and how much you hate them, that's pretty pathetic. And that's what progressivism really is all about. And progressivism is really what the Democrat Party is all about in America. Interesting discourse written by Paul in the epistle to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He says, he writes there, he said, Ye are the epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. You've read this before. I'm sure you've done Bible studies if you're a Christian and have been for a while. I don't have the time to get into that chapter, but it's a beautiful chapter of the transformation of knowing the law and focusing on the law versus when we come to Christ and Christ is revealed to us and in us as we accept him as our personal savior, there is that transformation. And that's very briefly but and, and broadly, that's what Paul is talking about in this letter to the Corinthian church. But in verse 17, he says, Now the Lord is that spirit. He's talking about the spirit of liberty, of freedom. Now the Lord is that spirit. Not freedom to do everything you want, but the freedom to do what you ought to do. That's true freedom. Our founders understood that freedom. We need to understand it. It is a biblical principle, not a political principle. It's a biblical principle. Verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord sets people free through our forgiveness of sin, through being delivered from that sin, not not an affirmation of our sin, but a deliverance of our sin and forgiveness. We are justified in Christ, meaning When we come to Christ and confess our sins and accept him as Lord and Savior, it's just as though we've never sinned. In that, there is great freedom. That is the wonderful message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It changes everything and everybody. The spirit of the gospel, the spirit of Christ, is where true liberty is found. And that's what the world searches for. Today, the globalists, I don't know what the globalists, they're looking for power. I don't think they're looking for liberty. But most people want to feel free in their spirit. They want freedom. They want liberty. Our founders were certainly motivated by that. They came to America not to create a slave economy, but they came to America to create a free environment, a free society so that they can worship God openly and from their heart and their conscience which was informed by the word of God that's what America is really all about but we live in a time when we are seeing a fault line that runs from top to bottom across the culture of America the left is absolutely losing its mind over abortion of all things abortion secondly Locked at the hip is the homosexual movement. Those two movements are driving this whole nation, this whole culture, 
that we live in today. It's not even clear that all people understand that no abortion wasn't banned by the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I wish it were, but it isn't. The decision is now left to the states to decide. But hey, who cares about the facts? Let's just go out and burn things and chase people and harass people and possibly kill people over this issue. It's an amazing, amazing thing that's happening. California doctors proposing a floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico as a way to maintain access for people in southern states where abortion bans have been enacted. This doctor from California, the idea is to provide a clinic aboard this ship in federal waters out of reach of state laws that would offer first trimester surgical abortions, contraception, and other care. According to this Dr. Meg Autry, she's a obstetrician and gynecologist. She's a professor at the University of California, San Francisco. So she's practicing abortion, advancing abortion, and teaching the next generation how to do the same. There's been an assault on reproductive rights in our country. She said, I'm a lifelong advocate of reproductive health and choice. I never cease to be amazed at the words that they use to veil and to hide abortion for what it is. It's murder. It's killing a life that God has given to this person, whomever it may be. She said, we have to create options and be thoughtful and creative to help people in restrictive states get the health care they deserve. They don't give them health care. They kill the unwanted, unborn babies. But they have all these words to cloud the veil. When you pull away the veil and when you turn on the lights, then you see the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. While these folks are claiming to be pro-choice or anything but pro-choice, If they were pro-choice, they'd be in favor of crisis pregnancy centers. They would say, you have a right to not have an abortion, but they don't, they don't believe that. They don't, they're not, they're not for one moment pro-choice. In fact, they, they don't use that word as much as they used to because it's so hypocritical and it's now seen for what it is, hypocritical. Instead, these folks on the left speak out of, against these centers They've been targeting them. They've been burning them, blowing them up, painting graffiti on them. These centers are trying to help pregnant women. Instead, the folks on the left speak out against them. The more radical people have been involved in firebombing the centers. To them, you're only free to choose what they want you to choose. That is Satan's way. That is a a veiled attempt at freedom. To them, you're only free to choose what they want you to choose. And of course, that's not true just about abortion, but it's true about all of the progressive, so-called progressive notions that these people carry. If you do not want to do what they want, you'll be targeted as some of the justices of the Supreme Court have been. I'll come back to that in a moment. Radical protesters have not only been targeting the justices at their homes, but this week they arrested and harassed justice. uh, They arrested the guy that intended to kill Kavanaugh and they've been uh, Kavanaugh was harassed and and had to leave Morton's Steakhouse I think it was Friday evening um, it's a restaurant in DC there's a chain of them across the country 
but uh, it's a high-end, very nice place. Kavanaugh had to sneak out the back door for his safety. Morton issued a statement saying after the fact that they weren't going to stand for harassing Kavanaugh and the other diners with their actions, and that was just wrong, and people had the right to eat in peace. So now the abortion radicals have turned on Morton's, and Morton's isn't even pro-life. They were simply saying, leave our customers alone. It doesn't matter who they are. And for that, the radicals have turned on Morton's now. And it's like waving a, a red flag, a cape in front of a bull in the arena. Even though Morton's didn't say one word about abortion, they were just trying to protect their diners. But the left has turned on them now and resolved to hurt them for their choice of defending the peace of their diners. Some left bad reviews on Yelp for their restaurant. Others are trying to book reservations to fill restaurants across the country and Morton Steakhouses across the country through things like open table and then not show up, and they're hoping that this will cost them uh, a bunch of money. There's a left-wing abortion activist group that's encouraging social media users to tweet the location of any of the conservative Supreme Court justices that are spotted out and about doing their thing, grocery store, restaurant like Kavanaugh the other night. It's called Shutdown DC. And they're promising a bounty of $50 for anyone who shares a confirmed sighting and a further $200 if they are still in that location a half an hour later. The targeted people are Justices Kavanaugh, Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Coney Barrett, and they'll pay for Chief Justice Roberts as well. I'm not kidding you. It's out there. It's on Twitter. This is the same Twitter that banned Trump and a whole bunch of other conservatives, senators and representatives, because they said they were they were violating their safety or whatever principles. Twitter forbids users encouraging others to harass individuals or groups. Why haven't they taken down shutdown DC? Unless they have taken it down in the last three or four minutes that I've been talking or the last 10 minutes, it's still up on Twitter. I suspect the pressure will be such that they'll eventually take this down. But that's what's been going on over the weekend. On Friday, President Biden accused the Supreme Court. He's feeding this thing. I mean, I don't know if he knows the full extent of what he's saying. He probably does, but I don't know. But Friday, he accused the Supreme Court of playing fast and loose with the facts. He said those are his words. In court, in their decision to overturn Roe v. Wade last month, Biden made the comments at the signing ceremony of this executive order. We heard about it on Friday. It actually kind of hit the news about the time I was on the air, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I want to talk a little bit about it today. He made those comments while he was at a signing ceremony. He had, um, he said, access to reproductive health care services. Again, that's such a lie. <laughs> Planned Parenthood is not into reproductive health care services. They're into abortion. We've got to rip the veil and, and blow out the smoke and look at it for what it is. They always present this as including abortion and contraception. It's all about abortion. 
That's what Planned Parenthood is about. For years and years and years, they talked about women's health. They didn't even have screening for women's uh, breast cancer. They didn't even bother with that. So what exactly does the president's executive order accomplish? I want to talk a little bit about that, too. But the president repeatedly took shots at the court, claiming the decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization was not, I'm quoting the president, of the United States, was not driven. He says that the justices are corrupt, those justices that are constitutional originalist types. He said it wasn't driven by the Constitution. He said there were two more pro-abortion senators that needed to be elected in order to codify Roe into the United States law. Biden's comments and the executive order, they stand in contrast to what, a, what Justice Samuel Alito wrote, and Alito got it right. Biden was twice publicly taken on by the U.S. Supreme Court, once on foreign soil. He's taking them on. While he was in Europe, he was blasting our Supreme Court. The same thing Obama did when he was traveling all over the world, apologizing to everybody about America. Horrible place. We all have all these sins and blah, blah, blah. And he was talking to dictators that, in some cases, at least their predecessors, had killed millions and millions of people in the name of justice or whatever. Justice Alito said in his writing about Roe, he said a lot, but he said this, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement on the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. Because he disagrees with the Supreme Court's ruling on abortion, he's repeatedly publicly blasting and devaluing them personally, the president. The president says we cannot... We cannot allow an out-of-control Supreme Court working in conjunction with extremist elements of the Republican Party to take away freedoms. How do you even begin to dissect that as a big lie? He also takes aim at extreme political governors. This is the President of the United States speaking from the Oval, I guess they were in the Oval Office, or else it was that fake one they have, they have a kind of a echo, uh, kind of a duplicate of the Oval Office for him to uh, assist him with the teleprompters and all. But I don't know where, where he was, but it looked like he was there. He was somewhere in the White House, apparently. But he's taking aim at extreme Republican governors whom he claims has used the Supreme, the, the court's decision to impose some of the harshest, I'm quoting the president, the harshest and most restrictive laws seen in this country in a long time. ABC went into kind of a lengthy, They even they struggled to sort of um, explain what his executive order actually does. To their credit, I think they were trying to save face even in front of their own fellow journalists or whatever. But the executive action, ABC News said over the weekend, the executive action, action comes as Biden faces pressure from his fellow Democrats to take more forceful action, especially since this, <clears throat> the decision handed down by the high court on June 24th was leaked in early May. ABC sort of summarized this executive order like this. They said his order largely finalizes 
what has already been announced by the administration, including instructions to the Justice Department to make sure women can travel out of state for abortion care. This was presented on Friday, just this past Friday, as sort of game-changing. It isn't game-changing because Joe Biden, as, as full of himself as he may be, he is not Congress, and he's not the judicial branch. He is the president of the United States. We have done this to ourselves. His order addresses the elevated risk for patients and providers and clinics, which includes efforts to protect mobile clinics. Biden's action, the White House said, directs Attorney General Garland and the White House Counsel to convene volunteer lawyers and organizations to encourage robust legal representation of patients and so on. They're just gearing up for a whole series of lawsuits here. The two things that struck me in his executive order, and it, I mean, that's the essence of it, what I just said. But the two things that struck me in this were that the president has instructed his people to increase outreach and public education efforts regarding access to what they call reproductive health care services. And they said abortion is included in that. And again, it's not about, they don't care about people who need to see a doctor because they have a, you know, a, their foot aches or, or whatever. They only care about abortion because that's what drives every word that comes out of their mouth and every policy that hits a table and gets a signature. It's abortion. It's all about abortion. But it's cloaked and veiled in this women's health care, reproductive choice, and on and on and on. It's pathetic. And it's killing us. It's killing the liberty and the freedom that God gave America because our founders had the common sense to recognize God for whom he is. He is the creator of all things, the giver of life. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Our founding fathers quoted that repeatedly. I've seen it several times in their writings. They were well aware that without God, there is no freedom. There is no liberty. So intent on keeping abortion alive in America, Democrat governors have even urged Biden to use federal facilities and land on abortion for abortion services. Are they talking about pop-up abortion shops in parks and recreational areas? Maybe they could put them over by the swings and the slide where the little kids play. These people are nuts. His words and actions very well could cost someone their life. The president's words are setting the stage, in my opinion, for more possible violence against these justices. This Nicholas Rosk, I think that's how you pronounce his name, R-O-S-K-E, he's been arrested and charged with the attempted murder of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Rosk allegedly traveled to Kavanaugh's home armed with weapons and burglary tools and with, according to the, to the court documents, the intent to kill the justice and prevent him from ruling on Second Amendment and abortion cases. Abortion activists are regularly gathering at the homes of Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, Thomas Alito, Kavanaugh, and the president is fanning the flames. He isn't helping matters with his words and what he's saying. In my opinion, this is the first and the for foremost a 
political matter for the president. He doesn't appear to recognize the violent nature of abortion or the fact that violence begets violence, nor does he appear to place value on the sanctity of life itself. I don't know his heart, but I I watch his actions, and I find myself hoping, hoping there's a sense of, of recognition in this administration of the sanctity of life, and I don't see it. Abortion is an act of violence against nature, and nature's God, the creator of life. Associated Press quoted the president over the weekend. The president said, and AP quoted him, you, the women of America, you determine the outcome of this issue. He's desperately plain, trying to reach out to women, to whomever, trying to hold on to his office and hold on to one more election. He's warning the country that the Supreme Court ruling will create a slew of other unenumerated privacy rights issues. He's threatening that, boy, if you don't you know, overturn this and, and take care of this matter with abortion, you're going to lose same-sex marriage and you're not going to get contraception and on and on and on this goes. I want to leave you with this this morning. Another quote-unquote devout Catholic, this one is real. Her name is Mother Teresa. It was Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, a devout Catholic, like our president claims to be, said, please don't kill the child. I want the child. Please give me the child. I'm willing to accept any child who would be aborted and to give that child to a married couple who will love the child and be loved by the child. She said, any country that accepts abortion is not teaching its people to love but to use any violence, it, it to, any violence to get what it wants. And then she said this. She said, what is taking place in America is a war against the child. And if we accept that the mother can kill her own child, how can we tell other people not to kill one another? She said that at the National Prayer Breakfast in D.C. in February of 1997. I wish perhaps the president and Nancy Pelosi and other devout Catholics would just take a deep breath from their very important lifestyle and read some of the words of their fellow Catholic, Mother Teresa. Even if they don't get to reading the Bible, and I don't know whether they do or not, but their words suggest they don't, they paraphrase it. I doubt that they read it, but maybe they could read the words of Mother Teresa and that could help them, which would help us at this most critical time in the history of our country. These are the issues that are tearing this country apart. It isn't about Democrat Republic, Republicans or independents or whatever. It's about liberty and life and human sexuality, and common sense, and a recognition that Almighty God is in control, and we only have freedom and liberty when we're under God. Hey, thank you for your support. I talked about this on Friday. I'm not going to talk about it much more, but we have some legal fees and some other issues that are on my desk now to be paid. We need an additional $8,300. I went into some detail on this on Friday, 
not going to talk about it anymore, but I would just remind you that we need that. If the Lord speaks to your heart, thank you in advance. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.